Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at managing editor, fightfulwrestling.com. Go over there, get all of your wrestling news, more wrestling news than anywhere else. Good stuff over there. Lots of exclusives. Lots of interviews, lots of podcasts. We also have our FightfulSelect.com service. It is a premium service which gives you dozens of additional podcasts. It gives you backstage news, sometimes even earlier than when we post on Fightful.com. One of those examples was today's news about Mustafa Ali. But before we get into that, let's talk to Alex Palowski. Alex, how's it going, man? You know, sometimes you watch Raw and you think, well, there were some good parts and some bad parts. And so overall, it's, you know, like a five out of 10. That's most draws are like that. But then you have one where like the highs are so dizzyingly high, where where, uh, the team that you've been rooting for for years finally gets their moment in the sun and you literally stand on your, uh, up from your couch and jump for joy that they finally won the tag team titles. That's the high. And the lows crush your soul. And and it's, it's one of those nights for me, Sean. I think this would have been an outstanding two-hour show. Might have been. Uh, but uh, today I reported that Mustafa Ali is likely to be pulled from his uh, WWE Elimination Chamber match. Let me clear this up, guys. It is not the tailbone that's keeping him out, which I reported last week was was the injury. He was expected to make it through that. It isn't the <laughs> kick to the face, which was the funniest thing was I had people saying, well, that's what happens when you're a spot monkey. I'm like, he got... His eyes swollen on a yeah. Garvin stomp. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Randy Orton just stomped him in the eye. Rugged R- Ronnie Garvin, known for, our, well, I, I can't remember if it was Ronnie or Jimmy. Either, either way, they're both known for their stardust presses, yeah. their Phoenix splashes, <laughs> and the like. Uh, he sustained an injury Sunday night that is keeping him out. At least as, as far as I'm told, unless something miraculous happens, he's likely to be pulled. Uh, not good news. We had that up on FightfulSelect.com. We also had some information on why Charlotte is being added to the main event. We'll talk about that later. But uh, before we get into Raw, AEW, double or nothing. Looking like another sellout. Looking like in quick fashion, they should probably run a bigger building. 
They probably should. They probably will. Um, uh, from now on, I think it's one of those things like that you test in the waters. You don't want to like with your first shot, you don't want to way overestimate your selling ability uh, and then look bad. It's better to be like, wow, we sold out in two minutes than it is like, yeah. hey, it's it's the day of the show. Anybody want to come? We got free tickets for you. Like, we don't want that. So um, I, 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 I'm, I'm anticipating something really good. For the, it's a huge deal that, that, that it's going so well for them so, so far. Yeah, good for them. Uh, myself, Andrew Thompson, possibly Jimmy Van will be in Las Vegas for StarCast and Double or Nothing. Well, we'll at least be in Las Vegas. Presuming that we are um, credentialed for the shows, which wasn't a problem last go around, uh, then we will be covering those as well. But uh, very, very much looking forward to meeting uh, some of our friends in Las Vegas. We are also considering doing a Fightful meetup of some sort. If you would be interested in that, Tweet myself and or Jimmy Van trying to kind of gauge the interest level and all that. Uh, but Monday Night Raw kicked off with with uh, Becky Lynch, Triple H, Stephanie McMahon. They're in there, or Triple H and Stephanie are in the ring and throw to videos from what happened last week. Becky Lynch comes out before her introduction and Triple H apologizes to Becky Lynch for how things went down last week. From the interaction so far with Becky Lynch, Triple H, and Stephanie McMahon, I think they've hit a home run so far. I think it's been really good, at least with those three, Alex. How do you feel? Um, well, it's hard. I mean, up until this point that you just left off, I would agree with you. I think that after that, it kind of went off the rails because they wanted to prove some point about pride and stuff. I thought they were going to do it as like a overarching thing, but it appears like it may have been just a MacGuffin like a like hey we it's it's about this over here don't don't look over oh something else came in and it ruined everything because you were concerned about the other thing um it might have been that if if that's the case it just seemed weird man this this was so convoluted where it really didn't need to be we'll we'll get to that we'll talk about it yeah, as it goes on will. alex we don't will. overreact early i'll let you overreact at the end of the show okay good Triple H and Stephanie say that Becky Lynch got checked out by her doctors who confirmed with WWE about her health or conferred with WWE about their health. Now all she has to do is apologize and the match is on. What this led to was a episode long weaving in and out of Becky trying to decide if she should apologize or not. Right. Uh, we'll get to that, but she refuses to apologize initially saying they're trying to steal her moment from her. Uh, she says she'll fight either one of them or Vince McMahon if she has to. And says Triple H can shove the apology up his arse. I think this was very fitting. It was it was consistent with Becky Lynch's character. She was she's fearful that something that she has worked for is being unfairly taken away from her. This is consistent from everything about Becky Lynch dating back to August of 2018. Alex, uh, counterpoint: It sucked. Um, here's why: because you hate they, everything. No, no, because they didn't present her with a real reason to not just apologize. Like, even if it's just half-hearted. Her pride. That was literally the discussion the entire episode. But that's the whole, that's the whole point, is that being an adult, like, how many times as an adult have you been forced to say, I'm sorry, when you didn't really mean it, and you do it? Just do it, because that's how you get on through life. Especially when the prize at the end of saying I'm sorry is the main event of WrestleMania, and the consequent of not ma- saying I'm sorry is the opposite of that. If they had, here's the deal. People were coming at me 
so Twitter saying she can't do it. Austin never apologized. Listen, in the days of Steve Austin, there wasn't an apology requested. It was kiss my ass. And yeah, if that's what they were asking her to do, I would say, no, you absolutely cannot do that. But when Finn, and we'll talk about this later, when he comes out and says, just say you're sorry, and then go into WrestleMania and prove that you're the best thing. That's all you have to do. It's not, it, it just, it made her look like this toddler who's just saying, no, I don't want to. Well, just do it and then move on and have the match that you've earned. It just, it, it made, it made, it made her seem like she was a big baby. And I don't, she want has that been a big baby, Alex. That's the right. thing. It's a weird deal that they're doing with her. And I, I, she, I didn't like it at this point. I mean, it's, it's been kind of like that the whole time. Uh, the, yeah, the other thing she about it, charges it, the opponent's locker room and attacks people. Sure. No, 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 absolutely. And, and even recently, like I thought before the punch and before the slap, <clears throat> Triple H has definitely been very reasonable with her. Like just go to the doctor. And the big thing is the thing that makes the whole thing weird is that she does go to the doctor. She doesn't defy them for, for weeks at a time. She does go to the doctor. She gets checked out. And the doctor says, yeah, just ice it for a couple of weeks and you'll be fine. I would call her punching them in the face, defying them. Right. That's the problem is that she does. She, they say you have to go to the doctor and she's so anti going to the doctor. She commits assault. Like that's completely irrational. Why are you making this person be irrational when we want to? Alex, without naming names, we have seen WWE personalities within the last 36 hours dig themselves in a hole publicly and not apologize. Right. Adults act like that all the time for good or for worse. Right. Better first. Here's the the deal. When somebody does that, digs themselves in holes and refuses to apologize, I don't like that person. So stop making me not like Benky Lynch. It's stupid. Mm, I, I think it. I think it shows some more dimensions to her character. I I kind of liked it. We had a loser enters the elimination chamber first match. Uh, for, for better or for worse, again WDB trying to add some stakes to some of these matches on Raw and SmackDown. We have a gauntlet tomorrow night, which determines. I think the winner gets the sixth spot in the elimination chamber. Yep. It's creative. It's different. I like it. It. A lot of people will say, well, I'll eliminate some unpredictability. I'm thinking, you know what? I'll sacrifice that five minutes of unpredictability on a pay-per-view night where I'm already probably going to care if it means that for 10 to 15 minutes on a Monday Night Raw, I get something that might matter a little bit. Right. And and I'm okay with that. This was not a great match or anything, but I thought that this may have been one of the best matches that Tamina ever worked outside of one thing when she broke up a pin on Bailey. I said, why? Why would you do that? <laughs> you, you didn't get pinned. You wouldn't be first in there. This is a situation where literally just not losing is okay unless you want the winner's purse too. And if that's, if that's a part of canon, then sure, fine. Maybe she just says on Twitter this week, hey, I was trying to get that extra thousand bucks or whatever, whatever it may be. Sure. Cool, I get it. Uh, they also cut a pretty solid inset promo. I guess their their name is the Samoan Slaughterhouse. That's what they want to name the the elimination chamber after it's done. But any thoughts on this one, Alex? Uh, no. I mean, I mean, uh, I'm I'm all for matches with more stakes. I mean, th- listen, there have been a, there are a lot of multi women matches in the recent history of WWE that have zero stakes. 
So I'm always going to take one that has some stakes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This match, like I said, Tamina and Nia worked the lion's share of it. It seemed like they were in there almost the entire time. I like Sarah Logan reverse selling the headbutt to Nia Jax. Sure. That, That is something that will never get old to me. Liv Morgan bumped her ass off for a Tamina punch that I think was the spot of the match. Liv gets some offense, tags out to Bailey. She gets steamrolled by Nia. Ruby attacks Sasha as we go to a commercial. So no DQ because it's a triple threat match. So I'm, oh, of course I'm thinking, why isn't Ruby just attacking anyway? Maybe it's because she had a match later. I don't know. Sasha, it's just me assuming anything else would be speculation. Assuming she's not cleared right now. Hope she does Sunday. That match needs her, Alex. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, yeah, that match needs this. This tag division needs her. This whole, this whole. You, you watch and you go, okay. So here on Raw, we got, we got, um, you know, the Riot Squad. Okay, cool. You can do Freebird with those two. You got uh, Nia and Tamina, and the jury's still out. T- tonight was their best work, which is not saying a lot. And then you got um, Sasha and Bailey, who everyone is saying, okay, well, finally you have something for those two to do. Over on SmackDown, you have the Iconics and, um, and Sonya Ville and, uh, you know, Mandy Rose, used to be Absolution. And those are solid mid-card tag teams. We have not seen them be at the point where you think, okay, these are going to be future champions. And then you have a mismatch, Carmella and Naomi. Like, the team that everyone is begging this division to be here for is Bailey and Sasha. If if Sasha's not there, and therefore Bailey's not there, now you got a division that doesn't have a face to it. Somebody that you can root for, you can want them to be champ, want them to be chased when they are champs, stuff like that. Without ba- without Sasha, it just doesn't have the same kick to it. She got pushed into the barricade, which last week she had some sort of clearance, which allowed her to physically get involved in the match, but not take any offense. This week. She was able to get nudged into the barricade. I really hope she's ready for Sunday because I look at things and I'm like, man, Nia Jax and Tamina aren't carrying this match. Nothing I've seen on the main roster leads me to believe that Riot Squad or the Iconics are. All due respect to Carmella and Naomi, but Naomi has her off nights. Carmella has been solid, but quite frankly, she hasn't wrestled a ton Mm -hmm. lately on TV. I'm looking at the teams that that are, and Mandy and Sonya, there are still some elements of, of being green there. So this match needs a Sasha Banks. Yes. I mentioned Tamina. Uh, she was working one of the best matches of her career, I thought. And that's not really saying a lot. But the Riot Squad does a reverse powerbomb combo on her. Tamina's splash is so bad, though. And they have to go tight every time. Really terrible. Like, really terrible. I'm just like, how does she not know? Yeah, I know I it's her dad's and all that. I, but I understand. But can she do it from the second rope? Uh, is that what she has been doing? Like, I it just it feels like it because it's just like she just feels like she kind of falls at a forty-five degree angle. Like it doesn't yeah. feel like there's any really splashing going on. Yeah, it's just ah uh, man. It's at some point it stops being a tribute and it starts being like almost almost a detriment in in that regard. Bailey tags herself in after this uh, modified Cobra clutch on Sarah Logan that Nia does. Bailey does the the rope stunner to Tamina and Liv, does the apron drop kick. Then Tamina takes out Bailey and Liv. Nia wins with a Samoan drop on Bailey. I thought everybody in this match did pretty good, and it was it was there. Like I said, glad they added some 
some sort of stakes to it. Sure. There, there was a point uh, where I was thinking, oh, okay, so they're they're number one, which makes them just as li- least likely to win as number two. So who's number two? And then later they were like, oh, we'll figure that out tomorrow. I was like, okay, well at least you're doing that. Because so many times where they say, oh, he's the number one entrant in the um, elimination chamber. Yes. And there's another guy who's just at as much of a disadvantage as as, as uh, the first guy, which is the second guy. Uh, so I'm glad that they're actually going with that, too. You have a team from Raw and a team from SmackDown guaranteed to start in the elimination chamber. That makes sense to me. I like that. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Elias gets interrupted three times, once by a video package abruptly. Then once by a Becky Balor segment that we'll talk about later. And then by Lucha House Party. And his facial reaction to Lucha House Party was perfect. And to me, Alex, they clearly didn't have a plan for Elias as a face. Nothing in the cards for him. So if I get to see him be entertaining as a heel on a weekly basis, I'll take it. Yeah, sure. I mean, he's he's on TV. there's, There's a lot of guys who don't get on TV. So that's good. Um, But again... They he he was over. People liked him. They wanted to cheer for him. They were like, you know, asking as he was crapping on them when he was turning heel. They were like, no, we like you. Sing a song for us. Um, so yeah, they may not have had plans for him as as a face, but it's a weird deal. Like you, there's no way yeah. to get momentum if you like say, okay, we're gonna turn you face out of the blue, and it worked. Then they were like, okay, you're gonna be face for a month and a half, and then we're gonna be heel again. I don't know what kind of momentum you can get as a character. I don't know if you heard Rusev's interview on the Lillian Garcia podcast, which is quickly becoming just one of the greatest podcasts. Sure. Lillian is a fantastic interviewer. It's just the the utter sense of depression about man. his creative direction. It's sad, man. It really I is. Mean, Lana perpetually over herself. Mm-hmm. Rusev somehow got himself back over. It just they just aren't doing it. Man, yeah. it's the, the idea though that you can like have pitch meetings with people who are in power and say, "Here's something I'd like to do," and they'd be like, "Ah, maybe next time." And that happens enough, and you just why even come into work? Like it's just a, it's it, I can totally understand how that would feel if you you feel like you're not going anywhere. Like you maybe even have some ideas you're not being listened to. I can absolutely see how it would feel like maybe this is kind of a dead end in this particular company and whoops, wouldn't you know it? There's another company that's out there that might be signing people to bigger contracts, uh, at least contracts that are competitive and you can go maybe have some creative freedom. That's why this time in wrestling is so interesting. Like who knows where we're going to be in another year or two years. So, uh... Lucha House Party come out and say they want to walk with Elias. This is a heel team if I've ever seen one. They are annoying as shit. Like, I don't understand. They wear bright colors, and they have the masks, and everyone loves Mysterio, so hence anyone who wears a mask is fun. Like, I don't understand. Kalisto strumming that guitar was the biggest babyface thing he's ever done. When he picked up the guitar and he could actually play a little bit? Yeah. It's like, all right, cool. Yeah. And Elias says... You know what? Let's play a duet. You two have the best seats in the house. And then he cracks the guitar over Kalisto's back. I cackled in laughter because as, as I turn around, I'm like, damn, where's Elias? He was scooting Alex yeah, he was. in that kimono. He yeah. was getting it. I'm talking 
prime summer ray 2014 sprinting up the ramp yeah one of the a, a great display of athleticism yeah summer ray elias maybe the top two i've seen man you gotta lose that that kimono that's that's like causing you you drag man yeah. like the wind resistance is too much he could have yeah. he could have like who was it we saw usain bolt yeah. crack the the 4.140 yes get elias on it with the kimono he's running a 4.3 <laughs> he's got to hit somebody in the back with the guitar first though yeah Woo! yeah uh it's it's this is you say the lucha lucha guys are are not good dudes they're intentionally annoying they're trolling people like it's just a weird deal um I, I love them in the ring. They're very babyface moves and whatever. But yeah. again, this is when you have a thing saying Mustafa Ali is officially on SmackDown, and you've had the Lucha House Party have more matches on Raw than on 205 Live over the past few months. Like, are are I don't understand why you just 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 have them on there. Just have them on Raw because you're using them on Raw every week. Up next, boy, this one went forever. So. Lashley and Leo Rush are out to watch Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre. They distract him. This allows Drew to attack. Balor kicks Drew to the outside. Lashley trips Balor up. Balor fights them all off and is going for the coup de grace. Lashley interferes for the DQ. We get Drew and Lashley beating down Balor. Kurt Angle makes the save. Takes everybody out. Corbin interferes. Braun interferes. There's no announcement, but Alex, you know what's coming after the break. It's a tag team match, player. It's two of them. How about that? You you were advertised one match here, guys. Mm-hmm. You got three. Yep. Three. Three matches. Yep. Yep. Of course, we get a six-man tag. So that, that effectively wastes what we had before that. Yes. And this isn't – no stakes, nothing like that. No, nothing. Kurt's not scheduled for the pay – is Drew? No. Drew's not scheduled for the pay-per-view. Neither is Braun. Yeah, he is. He said he's facing uh, Corbin on the show. Oh, okay. Well, good. Finally. So Angle is hitting a series of suplexes and one of the most garbage missile drop kicks I have ever seen in my life from the second rope. When EC3 yeah. did this later, I was like, yeah, Kurt needs to hang that one up. I think ec is <laughs> taking that one. That should be the new rule. If you do a move so bad that somebody else later in the show does it, you got you to gotta eliminate it. Yeah. Maybe try it out on a live event. Lashley does a flatliner behind the ref. To turn the tides. The heels all work over Angle. Continues through a commercial. We come back to see the typical Drew Dolph thing that we've been seeing where they they hold somebody's face and they, they're like, you're nothing to me. And I'm like, ah, because that's smart. We don't know how that one's going to end up. Angle gets out. Tags to Balor. Finn runs wild. Strowman is outside bullying Corbin around. I got to get I got to cut a break somewhere in the middle of this 41 minute segment to t- ask you what you thought of it so far. Yes, I will say this. I thought it was um, huh. the idea of, um, the, first of all, the idea of like Finn versus Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush in a tag team, ma- in a handicap match for the Intercontinental title just doesn't make m- much sense to me at all. Uh, I thought to myself, have we really fi- screwed up Drew's momentum this much? That he was a guaranteed main event type heel with a as a, 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 a soon to be future as as a universal champ back in November, 
And now in mid-February, he's the guy who's wrestling the dude who's actually in a program with another dude. Like, oh, wow, that felt bad when I saw him come out and like, he's not even involved in this. And they try to sell like, oh, he's developed quite the rivalry with Finn Balor. Yeah, but not right now. Like it just, whatever. Then as everyone comes in and everyone gets added to this, remember when last week when I was like, okay, we're definitely going to get McIntyre and Corbin versus Angle and Braun at some point. There's maybe even at Mania or whatever. And then I was like, oh, so actually what it's going to be is it's going to be Corbin and McIntyre and Lashley versus Angle and Braun and Finn. And somebody sent me this, this thing, which I thought was hilarious. Over the next course of the next two months, they're just going to keep adding guys to the different sides of this feud. Like, we're going to add a guy to the heel side. Then I'm going to add another guy to the face side. And just keep on doing it until eventually there's 15 guys on each side. And boom, you've got the WrestleMania Battle Royal. Like, it's just, it's just every, everyone's going to be involved in this thing. Just put them all in the match. Let them all throw each other over the top. Because this just seems absurd. Here we go. More stuff. <laughs> Strowman is that get outside and he gets uh claymore by Drew. That cannot be easy on Drew. Like that claymore to the outside that he does all the time. That guy takes a hell of a bump when he does that. And the funny thing is, if he the way he tells the story on table for three, when he invented that move on accident, he got a concussion. <laughs> I'm glad that he's perfected it by now. I'm just like, man, hey, if he can do it safely, more more power to him. It's just, man, that's violent. There's a distraction from Leo Rush after Balor does this, this great spot on Drew and Corbin, Topic on Hilo over the top rope where Lashley does the deposit. He like launches Balor up into the air and does yeah. what we call the deposit on this show. Yeah. Balor's foot was on the rope and the blind ref misses it. Well, you know what? I can say Alex that our viewers can relate. Can they? Yes, because I've heard that thanks to BlueChew.com, lots of people have been getting blinded by the launch deposits. <laughs> right? That's the, that's, that's the word on the street. Your boy has the scoops. I didn't wow. even post that one on Fightful Select first. I gave that one to you for free. You know what else I'm giving you for free? How about some Blue Chew? That's right. Blue Chew. Brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work, but they're better, they're faster, they're cheaper. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pill. They're cheaper and they're faster because they're prescribed online. They ship straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor's visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, and no more awkwardness. They're prepared in the USA and they ship direct. It's cheaper than a pharmacy. And like I said... Free. Use that code Fightful. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping. Oh, boy. Man, if you if you think it's, it's quite a bump when Drew McIntyre does the Claymore on the floor, wait till you get your special someone on the floor after taking that blue chew. Going to have to go through impact testing. Yeah, they're going to have you in the ring running the ropes, making sure you're good to go next time. After that, Drew Claymore's brawn over the barricade during the break because the match has been restarted, Alex. Yes. What did you think of this? Another ref came out to restart the match, Chad Patton. (sighs) And 
like part of me is like, okay, cool. I'm glad they're like neat, whatever they're, they're doing this, but it's so inconsistent. Yeah. Is this one of those things like, um, like last week where we found out, Oh, we're going to be enforcing this whole, the illegal guy can't hit the legal guy in the tag match thing. Otherwise they'll, they get disqualified. That's that mean like that's been a rule. It's been a rule. They've never enforced it. Is this a new thing? Like they're just debuting tonight where there's a ref backstage in gorilla watching a monitor. And if he sees something, he can run out and tell the ref in the ring. No, you missed this. Got to restart the match. If that's what's happening. Cool. I'm all for that. That sounds right. You should do that because guess what? You have cameras everywhere. Everybody at home can see the mistake. So we're all screaming at our TV. Come on. Where's the instant replay? So that's cool. Come down. Have somebody change it. But it doesn't feel like that's what they're doing. It feels like they did it tonight for no reason in a completely meaningless six-man tag. And the next time that the ref doesn't see somebody's foot on the ropes or somebody grabbing the tights or or somebody using the ropes for leverage or whatever during a championship match on a pay-per-view when there actually are some stakes. And at that point, a ref does not come down the ramp and tell them to restart it. Well, now you just open Pandora's box. And now we're all going to be yelling at you because you've, you've created this thing where that's a possibility. And you, if you never use it again, I don't understand why you had to use it tonight. It's, it doesn't m- make any sense why you had to use it tonight. Eventually, it's a goddamn match ends. <laughs> 40, so, 40 minutes later? 41. From the, from the time Lashley came out to the time this match ended. God. Corbin does a boss man spot that's countered into the Balor's Eye of the Hurricane. I like that. Balor gets worked over. Braun claws his way back in over the apron. So he's crawling in. And then as soon as he's tagged, it's... <laughs> It's like he gets stabbed in the heart with an adrenaline needle. <laughs> it was. Yes. And he runs over everyone. German suplex to the floor from Angle to Corbin. Braun does the running power slam on Lashley. Balor gets a coup de grace in the win. And I tweeted and some of Reddit got in a tizzy. I said, there are like 10 wrestlers who won out of WWE, asked for their releases, aren't re-signing, are playing hardball because of creative problems at WWE. And for some reason, WWE thought this segment needed to be 41 minutes and a lot of people were upset at me and they are and hey that's that's their right to be but i'm just thinking like man why for what it, reason i'm like this this didn't need to be this long like it you didn't have, you have all of these people who are upset because they're not being used properly or or the, and or whatever to be fair some of them were on this show and were used properly they were used yes. very well yes. but that doesn't mean that there couldn't have been a better use of this time there were a lot of people it was an outrage Sean Rossap we didn't even get a Mojo Raleigh mirror promo oh, we didn't like we come didn't. on we didn't get one like there's there are people out there where are all these people you you established last week this really cool feel-good tag team of Zack Ryder and Curtis Hawkins. Like, you could have had them have a five-minute match. Hell, you could have had them have eight five-minute matches yeah. during this 40-minute segment. Like, I don't understand why you're using these guys. I mean, there are six guys who should be used every week on TV. One of the comments was like, oh, no way Jose didn't get a segment. And I'm like, their depth isn't my problem. There, that's that's their problem. <laughs> there is a very wide gulf between no way Jose and, and Braun and Finn 
And like, there's a lot of things that they, they're, they're, this is the thing. Raw likes to keep a lot of irons in the fire so they can bring stuff out every now and then, every once in a while, at least once every other week to keep things. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. So when they want to actually push something, it makes sense. But you didn't need to use 40 minutes for the like it just didn't need to happen, man. Yeah, man. I, I just it just wasn't for me. And like like I said, hey, I get I, I I talk about it. That's my thing. Their depth is not my problem. No. And if their depth or lack thereof shows through, hey, I'm gonna point it out. There's gonna be stuff I like and dislike about about everything and it's not like some all-encompassing condemnation of wwe but man 41 minutes it i don't know it meant nothing it meant nothing the match was okay it it could not have possibly meant less it wasn't like hey finn if your team wins then then leo it can't be in the handicap match it becomes a one-on-one and it, it like it can't be like oh Bobby if your team wins not only is it you and Leo but now it's you and Leo and Drew like do something make it something otherwise it's just forty minutes that we'll never get back. I'll tell you something that I do not like about the changing wrestling landscape is that any objective criticism of WWE instinctively is like you love AEW and I'm like well, I don't know what AEW is right now. Nobody does. Yeah, I'm like, man, if that's the way it's going to be, man, you all are going to have a rough go of it getting territorial over stuff like that. And like I said, hey, everybody's open to enjoy and not enjoy what they want. But I'm thinking, man, that's that's a slippery slope if you all. Now, I get it. There are some people in this line of work who are very clearly, they very clearly have some bias. And Alex... I criticize you for criticizing WWE to what I consider unfairly, but you're different than me. Yeah. That's it. You're different we, than me. We it's have wrestling. different opinions and they're, they're very rarely where we'll do one of these shows and I will have something negative to say about everything. Yeah. I will always find something that I enjoy. Sometimes it's, it's literally 60, 40 stuff I enjoy, but everyone will focus on the 40% of the stuff that I didn't like. Yeah. Okay, Fine. I can tell you all for sure, there are a few things that Alex and I care about less than being buddies with pro wrestlers. <laughs> I have never once heard Alex on or off the air saying, you know what? He seems like he'd be so cool. I'd like to hang out with him. I'd like to hang out with that guy. <laughs> I I avoided going to I avoid going to conventions all the time because of this. I, I had to talk myself 
into going to Vegas. I was like, you know what? Andrew's going to be there. He's a big part of our future at Fightful. I'll go there. Jimmy Van was like, you know what? Maybe I will too. So we're doing it. We're doing it. Up next, there's this uh, Seth Rollins segment. My notes are a little bit out of order that I'll talk about right now. He comes out and cuts this this not a lot promo. I'm no. getting real tired of these Seth Rollins promos. This is the thing. This is the weird thing that you have. You have your Royal Rumble winner. He comes out and we're like, great. We were rooting for you. We want you to be in the main event WrestleMania. When is that again? Oh, it's like 70 days from do now. Do we get like six more of these? Yes, we do. We get like six more ah. of these at least. Probably seven. <clears throat> seven or eight. It's like 60-something days. Whatever. Here's the deal. Um, but the problem is, is that you can't keep having him come out, not have a match and stand in the ring and talk about how much he loves the fans and how much he can't wait to have this match against Brock Lesnar. And then Brock Lesnar's advocate comes out and talks about how great Brock Lesnar is. And we're going to do that really seven more times. Really? Like, I I don't, what else is there? That's the thing is that it. It, it hamstrings you so much when the, the, the guy who's holding the championship uh, never appears on your show and he's going to just, just holding it. Never is not going to be anywhere until like the few raws leading up to mania. And, and in the meantime, you've got the guy who won the Royal rumble and should be like really, really hot and motor and get all this momentum behind him. But because he doesn't have a guy to like feud with right now, he's just standing in the middle of the ring, cutting promos that don't really feel like they're different from the last promo he cut. It, this doesn't bode well for, for your you know road to WrestleMania if you got one guy who's basically like pushing his sedan down the road because it ran out of gas. <sighs> so the Rollins thing, like I like him. I like his work. I like yeah. him as a character. But man, they got to get something creative. Man, at this point... I wonder if they're like, God damn, I kind of wish WrestleMania was a little bit closer to the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Because from a creative standpoint, you have a lot of people that have to spin their wheels for like two months. I've always thought with stuff like the guaranteed um, title shots and stuff, uh, when they're that far out, that there should be, at least in certain cases, uh, the opportunity to be like, this guaranteed shot you have from winning the Royal Rumble is is up for grabs in this match with blank. Like figure out a way of getting Seth Rollins on the fast lane card um, and have him face, I don't know, Drew or somebody. And whoever wins that match then goes on to Mania in the Royal Rumble winner's spot. Not not necessarily that I would take that from Rollins, but at least it would give him something to do that's not stand around the ring cutting promos that are exact same as last promo. You know, like there's other things you can do that actually have stakes within it. Or hell, like have him feud with a guy who's the friend of Brock Lesnar, even though Brock Lesnar doesn't have any friends. That's the problem. There's no association he has never with anybody, anybody. At the end of this promo where Rollins cuts off Heyman and steals his line, Ambrose comes out and just says, Slay the beast. And Rollins grins at him. Ambrose face turn for the last 45 days? Like, I don't understand. It's a weird deal. Might as well. By the way, that Nia Jax, Dean Ambrose thing was not incorrect, quote unquote. That got all the way to marketing. And then they published it 
on their official Facebook targeted to the area in which the live event was going to be. I often wonder if it's these things where like marketing thinks they've got the go ahead to put this in the materials or whatever, and they don't. And therefore it was, they, they wanted to do more in a focus group testing or whatever with certain things, or they weren't ready to limit to, to announce it yet. Like the creative people weren't. So it gets announced and they're like, Oh, we're not going to do that. We were never going to do that. And they, they pull it back. And then, you know, three, four weeks later, they announce it because it's actually part of the creative then, like they did with Becky and Asuka in the Royal Rumble match. This leads to EC3 versus Ambrose. They're running this one back. EC3 flattened with a big clothesline. There was no heat to this. They tried to get the crowd into it with some, some chop battles, but second rope drop kick from EC3 looked good. Ambrose counters the TKO by running EC3 into the post, and then a small package wins it for Ambrose. This was basic work, no heat, 50-50 booking. Both of these guys deserve more, but I don't know that either one have been done a real service of late. There, there uh, yeah, there, there was. You can think about all the cleverness that they have between these two guys, VC three and Dean. Like how smart Dean is to cut the promos he does. How clever EC three is with his with his really funny stuff of like who's EC one and EC two. Like, like the stuff he was doing on social media, like shows you've got a really clever, fun guy that you can use. But, um, like there's a there's a point where, um, Renee Young was saying EC3 told me this and he told me that. Wait, I thought EC3 was a mute. <laughs> if he's telling you stuff off screen, have him talk on screen. I don't I still don't get what they're doing with that. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, man. Yeah, both of these guys uh should have better. We got this <laughs> Kevin Owens update. Yeah. What in the hell was this? I am. I. I just miss Kevin Owens. It's so the much. weirdest shit I've ever seen, Alex. So weird. Uh, he's he's out with his kids in a bowling alley, and he just decided he's going to cut this, you know, little thing talking. Like, hey, everyone wanted to know. Here's an update on me. Um, uh, he seemed really. He seemed really happy. Like that's the thing about Kevin Owens is he's always a miserable bastard on screen. But like you see stuff of him on Instagram with his kids and everything. And he seems like a really great dad and super yeah. happy. And I got, I got excited that we might see more of that Kevin Owens in WWE, especially the dude who goes out and like, let me show you how it's done. And then he rolls a gutter ball and he's like self-effacing about it. Like, oops, you know, like, I, I mean, I, I just, I love this guy and I, I want, I want him to come back and, and get cheered and, and for them to allow him to be cheered. Cause when he shows up, People are going to go nuts for him. Yeah. And they, 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 they should allow and it. <laughs> they sure are. This was very, very weird, though. <laughs> it, was... it was super weird. I, I don't know what it was, but I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm into it. It's a different thing. It's definitely not the super produced kind of thing that they normally do. So I feel like they did it for a reason. Like they said, this is a thing we're doing with Kevin Owens now, which I'm, 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 I'm totally here for. Let, let's make it make him stand out more. They had taken these vignettes off TV for a while too. Like they, they had started to run these, like what seemed like how long ago? It was before the new year, wasn't it? Yeah. So 2018, they were running these. Now keep in mind, we, we've had our injury report on fightful.com. If you all don't check it out, 
Uh, hit up Fightful.com or FightfulWrestling.com. We have a tab under wrestling that says resources. We have contract updates. We have injury reports. And he was sidelined in October. And the original thing said four to eight months. Two months later, they're like, he's coming back. And I'm like, no, not really. And I had people close to him saying, listen, this is weird. And I wouldn't tell you this if it wasn't happening. But they're saying he's coming back. And this is before, the, I think it was the night of the vignettes. And I'm like, what? how can double knee surgery, I think it was. Yep. And as it turns out, he wasn't back and isn't back completely. He did say that he wrestled Adam Cole at the Performance Center, which is kind of cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah, glad glad that he's back. Him being back by WrestleMania, and if Sammy's back too, best case scenario for WWE in, in that regard. thousand percent. Ruby Riot defeated Nikki Cross. Now, I'm not opposed to Nikki Cross losing to the woman who is about to contend for the title, and I, Ruby Riot needed a good showcase win. Why? She hasn't had one in forever. Yeah. So true. when I complained about the 41-minute segment that preceded this, it was because, now granted, this match didn't have any heat to it because how, how could it? Nobody knows Why? what the hell's up with Nikki Cross, and Ru- Ruby never wins. They completely took up the screen with Rousey and Becky Lynch talking to each other during this. We'll talk about that subject matter in a bit, Alex. But they couldn't have taken 60 to 90 seconds off that tag match for, for that. Here's the deal. Also, it is it was so great the way that Michael Cole said, we're getting noticed there's something going on in the locker room area. And they cut to Becky Lynch who's just standing there. Yeah. Like when when you when you get word that there's something going on in the locker room area and you cut to the locker room area, there better be a pull apart brawl going on. This Otherwise, ain't exactly I... Jimmy Hart running down to the ring in the middle of the match while Rey Mysterio is getting lawn darted into a trailer. This is how did they know? Yeah, I, I, know? I like who who told you there was something going on and what exactly was it? So as you guys know, I am a geek for just some smart wrestling. And I love that the Ruby Riot drop down worked as an offensive maneuver. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, the drop down that you all see so often where somebody does an Irish whip and they drop down to their chest. Well, maybe you don't know the psychology behind that. If you don't, that move is designed to trip the opponent. The reason the drop down has happened, if you see somebody just drop down flat, they're doing it wrong. You're supposed to slide into the, the feet, ankles, shins, and trip the opponent up, knock them down. That happened. I love it. Ruby Riot got airborne. It's good because it makes sense, and it makes sense for the next time somebody does a drop down. It works every once in a while. Uh, people train heavily to avoid it. Anybody who's seen training footage knows this, but it, I like that they made sense of that. I like a lot of the offense in this match. The falling reverse DDT on the apron from Ruby or uh, from Nikki. The body press, the apron strikes, the head scissors turnbuckle smash from Riot. No heat to this. Riot had to get the win. But I would have rated it higher, by the way, match ratings up at FightfulSelect.com for Tier 2 members. But no heat to this, Alex. None. Um, And it's difficult because, as you said, Ruby hasn't had a high-profile win in ever. Like, it's been been forever. Uh, If she has had one, I don't even remember the last last win she had in, in like, a singles match. Um, So... You have her wrestle Nikki Cross, who, I mean, 
it's a weird deal. I, I know we don't do face and heel stuff anymore, but it's so hard to peg down what Nikki is. She's just like chaotic. Like she's the chaotic neutral thing from that, whatever that is, that meme. This like she's just this person who just doesn't matter what what who she who she fights. She likes to fight, and that's fine. But Ruby is like I don't know what Ruby is. Last time we saw her cutting a promo, she was super baby face and like taking care yeah. of her friends and like saying Ruby, what's wrong with you? Being like so, uh, Rhonda, what's wrong with you? So I don't know what that is, but it's hard to like figure out who am I rooting for? Am I supposed to root? Against Ronda because I'm rooting going to be rooting against her against her versus Becky. So then am I rooting for Ruby? But I kind of like Nikki. It's a weird deal where like well, nobody has a real character or any momentum. It's just put two people in the ring and have them go. Well, I think I, I don't care as much about the face heel dynamic as I do about giving us reason to invest in character. Right, exactly. That's it. Ruby was zero and twelve this year before this match. She and so of well, course she's getting a title match. Why wouldn't you, she? Do you know what her winning percentage was last year? Oh, I don't even want to know. Fourteen point seven percent. God damn! They, this is the thing. This this is why she can draft Zion in June. <laughs> this is why when so many people the who are the higher up types get mad when people on Twitter are like, please stay in NXT forever. We love you. We don't want to see you go. And then we're like, why, why don't you, why don't you want them to get all that extra exposure and big money? Money. The, yeah. The money is fine. I understand. Maybe you should pay your NXT top guys a little bit more, but whatever. The fact is, is that when they come to the main roster, they win 14% of their matches or they're not on TV ever. Like you figure out a way of you, like the Ruby Riot deserves way better than that. Nikki Cross deserves something besides losing a bunch of stuff. EC3 can't kit is can't speak. Andrade Almas wasn't on TV at all last year until he now he's feuding with Rey Mysterio and finally they're doing something with him. Like you have all this we talk about the depth of the roster. All these people who are coming up from NXT are coming up because they're the best NXT has to offer. They should leapfrog the worst that WWE has to offer introspective Becky Lynch, she speaks to Finn Balor, and honest to God, if you would have panned out and had these two talking to two different people, I would have believed it. Because, like, Becky was asking for advice, and Finn was just like, yeah, I really want to punch Bobby Lashley in the face, but in due time, I'll win the Intercontinental Champ." I'm like, man, that's got to be about you, bro. Well, Later on... He does. He does say that, but he also says you could, you should swallow your pride and actually have the match that yeah. you earned. And that that point was fine. Then all of a sudden, he made it about him. But I did love as he was walking away. Becky's like, "Your abs still look great, Finn." I'm oh yeah, I like the interaction. I like the idea of the interaction. That they're friends. We know I, that they should they should play that up. There should be on screen friendships between the men and the women on on TV. Not not romantic relationships, but actual things that we know these two guys run together. Later on, Alexa Bliss tries to talk some sense into Becky. Becky just shuts her down. I, I, I like this. I like yeah. this a lot. This is this is you didn't totally see it coming a mile away. Well, maybe you should just tell him to go suck it. And then <laughs> you know, it was like, it was fine. And I love that Becky was like, Well, if I did that, then there'd be an opening at, at WrestleMania, wouldn't there? And I bet you probably wouldn't want that, would you? I yeah. thought that was great. That was really good. Becky and Alexa have a really long history going back a couple of years on SmackDown when they were trading the belt for a while. So I love that they, they let that relationship come out here too. Then, of course, we have Ronda Rousey. And she she tries to be... <laughs> I love that Ronda Rousey, and she's so robotic in some of the words that she uses. The way that she shows Becky that she cares, she reaches out and grabs her arm. 
just <laughs> Becky. Like, Becky. I enjoyed it. I laughed at it, and I yeah. don't know if I was supposed to laugh at it. Oh, but you I were did. not supposed to laugh at it. Um, <laughs> uh, did you see the savagery that Becky hit her with on Twitter this week, where she like, the like limping like, through? We're limping that, but not yeah. even that, but like where she put on like subtitles of oh, yeah, what of what Rhonda was thinking when she was giving her ridiculous thing backstage. Uh, that listen, these two are so great. They you, can, you get the feeling they really, really don't like each other, which which you need in a feud like this. But I also thought it was just ridiculous. We're like, okay, so Finn, who we like and who is on genuinely on Becky's side, tells her gives her the basically the same advice that Rhonda, who we don't like and who is not on Becky's side, gives her. And like now, now Becky can't say I'm sorry after Rhonda told her to. Like it's just it's all over the place. And I guess that's depending on how you're looking at it, it's either good and nuanced and gives you things to struggle with, or it's like one person won't won't run one segment and somebody else, somebody else. Up next, the revival defeated Rude and Gable to win the tag team titles. This crowd was absolutely dead, and by the end of it, this crowd was chanting, this is awesome. They've been tearing it up on the live events, no surprise, and the work here was really good. They told a story of desperation to win these tag team titles or to retain these tag team titles. This was outstanding. Gable bridges and rolls out of a wrist lock, hits a moonsault to the outside on Dawson Wilder. That was a brutal moonsault, Alex. (laughs) Gable smacked the ground. He ran wild on a ger- and got a German suplex. Revival did a, a bit of a, a shatter machine, more, more of a stun gun variation. Dawson has such a great belly-to-back suplex with really good velocity on it that I'm a big fan of. Revival do demolitions, decapitation elbow. Gable tosses German suplexes out all day long. We come back from the break to see Rude running wild, getting a spine buster. That's a spot of his that will always be over. And then we really get into it. The Revival do this awesome, gory special face buster. Amazing it, move. It was a reverse heart attack. It yes. was so cool looking. I loved it. Gable smacked Dawson with a body press right in the face. Yeah. I love the spot where Dash avoided the rude salt, but instead ended up getting a German or getting hit with a German suplex while Rude did a blockbuster. It is amazing to me how much infinitely better rude is as a tag team wrestler it really is it's it's uh it's kind of crazy <laughs> it really is because i mean the, you get the, he held the nxt title for so long and really he should have been you know part of an nxt tag team yeah he he is just so good as a tag team wrestler unbelievable so a powerbomb body press gets two for the revival and they win with a shatter machine this was an awesome match this was what these guys deserved. They, you know, a lot of people say they deserved a hot crowd. I they think made it is a, the crowd hot. It, it is a blessing in disguise that they went out there in front of a cold crowd, had a cold crowd, and they changed it. Yep. I think that is that is an endorsement of their skills. That is an endorsement of tag team wrestling. That is an endorsement of everything they've been doing at the live events, and it's an endorsement of what the revival in their gear walked up and said, "Give us our releases." We don't like the way this is going. It's an endorsement of everything that they believed in as well. This was incredible. I hope this wakes... The request for a release woke him up, Alex. Yeah. But I want substantial tag team wrestling. If you have substantial tag team wrestling, you know what you don't need? A pointless 41-minute 
six-man tag match earlier on. Because you know what? Maybe maybe Corbin and McIntyre want to go for the tag titles. And they're, they're looking to establish themselves and you have something that matters a little bit more. Tell me what you thought of this match. I loved it. I mean, I'd heard all for, for two weeks now. He's all this stuff on, on social media about people who were going to see the live events and were like, the main event of the show was the tag match, which is kind of crazy to begin with. And they were going like 35, 40 minutes. It was a complete clinic. Everyone was out incredibly over the match was. I thought, man, they must be preparing for something. They're gonna they're prepping to see what works, what doesn't, what are the spots people love. We're gonna make sure we're gonna put this together. And my thought was, hopefully, they're going to switch the ending around to give Revival the win. Because, as we talked about last week, the Revival couldn't lose too many more of these. Otherwise, they would have to go to the back of the line. The finish of this match was so dope. The, it, was, it, was a, it was a modified um, Shadow Machine off of a cross-body attempt that, that, uh, that Gable was doing. It was so good. And when they hit it, because that move was so out of the blue, I stood up from my couch and counted the one, two, three. Like, I'm fairly jaded. I kind of figure out what's going on. I kind of know what's going I could read the thing. But in that moment, I was a true fan. And I could not be happier for Dash and Dawson in this moment. And I really hope they don't lose to the B team at Elimination Chamber. You know, something ridiculous that just like, oh, we remember that push you thought we were giving you? No, sorry, not. This was outstanding. So good. So, so good. Main event segment, Triple H and Stephanie come out and tell Becky Lynch they want to work this out. Becky Lynch teases apologizing, but then just says, you know what? I'm sorry. Triple H shakes Becky's hand, and that's it. That's it. Becky goes, really? Okay. Well, Ronda Rousey. We are led to believe that's it. At that moment, you did this entire storyline for nothing. Because we're just back to the beginning where we were at the beginning of the match. The beginning of the night. Becky Lynch goes, I almost forgot. The fourth horsewoman, Ronda Rousey, get on down here. (laughs) Ronda Rousey comes out, but she's joined by Vince McMahon shortly thereafter. And I've, I've been critical of Vince's performance on screen. He, hey, no overrun, so I kind of get it, but he really always seems like, let's get this shit over with. Yep. And this was so rushed. Like, the Charlotte Flair thing, he he has added her to the match, and he's added her to the match because he has, quote-unquote, suspended Becky Lynch past WrestleMania. Now, from a kayfabe perspective, this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard of. So fucking stupid. I hate it. Am I upset about WDB adding Becky or Charlotte to the match? Do I want her in it? Not really. Is it going to no. be a good match? Yeah. Do I see why they're doing it? Yeah, I was told this week that Rousey is set to leave after WrestleMania. And best case scenario, they're expecting her back Survivor Series. That's if she doesn't start a family. Right. <laughs> and what they don't want is half of their first women's WrestleMania main event gone the day or immediately following. Sure. I get it. I understand it. From a kayfabe perspective, Vince McMahon is a goddamn moron. Yeah. And 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 he's a liar. Because <laughs> one month ago, he said, we're going to do what the fans want. And what does he do? As the fans are cheering because they're going to get their Becky versus Ronda match, he comes out and says, nope, I have decided, me, just me, unilaterally, that I don't 
accept your apology, and I, unilaterally, just me, I am deciding that you are suspended for 60 days, which strategically puts you beyond Mania, and I'm bringing out my chosen because he tells Rhonda that Charlotte's going to win and raises her hand. So, like, no, you have not learned anything. You do not trust the fans. You do not listen to them. You are telling this what you want, Vince McMahon. Listen, I agree with you. Like, I don't want to see Charlotte in this main event. I understand why they're doing it, but I'm not mad about that. Like, I I don't want to see Charlotte in the main event, but I'm not mad about that. I'm mad because you couldn't find a better way of figuring out how to put Charlotte in the match than this. Then Vince just coming out and saying, Ha ha, I know you're the hottest wrestler on the planet right now, but you, if you want to do this whole apology thing, this whole night, just have you have Becky come out and say, "Okay, you know what? Fine, whatever. I'm sorry." And then have Stephanie say, "Say it like you mean it." And then Becky goes, "You know what? Screw you guys. You've been screwing over everybody around here. I don't have to listen to it. You know what? I do have two words for you. Suck it, because that's what the crowd wanted her to do. But have her be provoked into doing it, and then have Vince come out and say, "You know what? You're suspended." For 60 days. Like, give it an actual through line. This thing happens, so this thing happens, so this thing happens, so Vince comes out and says you're suspended, and I just happen to have somebody who's going to take your place. Like, at least then you have a reason for it, as opposed to this doddering old man walking out from Gorilla and deciding that he runs everything, even though you told us a month ago that you didn't. I really wouldn't mind if they turned this tomorrow into Vince and Stephanie being like, listen, that motherfucker's senile. Yeah, that'd be so great. He oh, is senile, please. and we got to get... Like, it, it was just so uninspired. That's my thing. I knew make- they were going to add her. That, and th- this is the thing that a lot of people take. It's the same people that are like, oh, you must believe wrestling's real. <laughs> You're so bad at the, at the work. No shit, Sherlock. I, in, make it inspiring. Make it mean something. Now, this is virtually what they play. I mean, this is the the line of thinking is that the McMahons love Charlotte Flair. And of course they do. Why wouldn't they? She's a great performer. She's a good character. When I talk, when I think about superstars, full-time superstars on the depth chart, she's probably top five, to be honest with you, from name value and everything. I just want something interesting. Maybe we'll get something interesting that follows it, but the way that Vince McMahon did this was not. Guys, leave us a thumbs up. And subscribe. We are here after SmackDown. We're here on Wednesday. I am getting Jimmy Van, Fightful.com founder, on Wednesday. I have pitched, and I'm going to push it through. I'm going to demand it. The Stupid People segment will be replaced with a review of Abducted in Plain Sight on Netflix. Alex, have you watched it? I have not. Do it. Do it. You will be furious. Furious. (laughs) Especially as a father. You will be furious. Okay, good to know. FightfulSelect.com is the most direct way to support us. Uh, Go to our exclusive section. Brandon Howard did a great Q4 breakdown. You won't find it anywhere better. Uh, Also, Joe Holbert did a great feature on Kurt Angle. You can follow Alex at Palowski the fourth. Follow me at Sean Ross Go like us on Facebook, please. We are at Fightful Online. If you hit that search bar, it's Fightful Pro Wrestling, MMA, and Boxing. I want to hit a milestone by WrestleMania, but thank you guys so much for joining me. Elimination Chamber this weekend. Elimination Chamber predictions on the SmackDown post show. We're out. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. 
That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.